So what is the simplest happiness hack? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. All right, guys, we're going to jump into happiness right after we read a review. This one's called A Lifeline. It says, I was at my lowest point with my addict husband when I went to my knees one day and asked God to help me find just one couple that had come out on the other side of this war. After wiping my tears, I turned on YouTube and found your podcast. I watched episodes for 10 hours straight. I feel like I finally wasn't crazy. 11 years of struggling in our marriage, years of counseling. This podcast finally helped validate both of us. Kobe with his vulnerability and his struggle, Ashlyn and her honesty, and Brandon with just the right guidance has given us the tools to move forward. I don't know how our story will go from here, but for the first time, I feel like we have the right tools to get through this eternally grateful. Thank you guys for living life in front of us. Wow. That was very generous, very kind, and uh, wish you all the best. Heck yes. And someone asked today, do I regret doing what we're doing, sharing and, and bearing our, our story? And that right there is the reason why I will never regret. If it helps one person step into hope and change you know, despite how their story ends, that's worth it. Yep. So there you go. And if you haven't yet, jump over, rate, and review. Love to hear from you. Yeah. All right. I'm excited because today we have my friend, Kim Christensen. Uh, she's over on Instagram at Talk Wordy to Me. And she is a writer, a reader, a mother, a blogger, entrepreneur, and creator of Loom Journals, which is now Promptly. Um, she's been a journalist, radio show host, and a magazine editor, and is working on her second novel. She is just such a good one. And I'm so excited to have her with us today to talk about what I think we all agree here is a really simple way to find happiness. So Kim, we're thankful that you're here with us today. Really good having you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and excited about this conversation because I know it's going to be good. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the happiness hack, we're ready for it, but I feel like there's, there's more to it than just uh, you yeah. know, a quick happiness hack. Yes. Tell us a little bit about um, what, I mean, you're this, you're into words, you're into writing, you're into um, really creating the space of connection, I would say, um, between paper and pen, words and mm -hmm. our brains, all of these things. So how have you found the space that you're in? Huh, such a good question. It started when my parents got divorced, actually, and I was about four years old or five years old when my mom remarried and i remember feeling a little lost because my dad was gone and 
Um, I had this new stepdad who I didn't at the time particularly like or welcome into the family. And I gained these new siblings, four new siblings I already had, let's see, at the time, four. So we became this huge family and I was smack dab in the middle. And I've always been a highly sensitive person and I need attention and, you know, want to feel deep connections to people. And I worried about losing that with my mom. I worried that I would lose her to him to my stepdad and um you know it's a lot for for a five-year-old to take right uh and my mom handed me a journal and she started writing in it with me when i was five before i could really even write but she would she would ask me questions and she would write down my answers and what she did was give me a lifelong gift of expressing myself and a safe place to do so that journal helped me develop a voice as a human being, which we all have. And it also led me to become a professional writer. And this, this writing is my anchor and my lifeblood. It's so healing. And that's why I'm here to talk about this, because it's such a powerful way and a way easier way than people think it is to, to access that healing and that connection to first and foremost yourself, which is the most important thing, but to other people in your life, like your spouse and your parents and, you know, your children. So we'll talk more about how, how that connection piece can come into it. But um, really, it starts with that connection to your authentic self and having a place to, to express yourself freely and authentically. Okay, Kim, you almost made me cry there. Um, I've never heard you tell that. I almost that. made me cry. Yeah, but I've never heard <laughs> I know, you tell we that. I didn't talk about this. I and know. I love that. And I love, one, in general, hearing people's stories of why they do what they do. But that's powerful, especially coming from a five-year-old self and seeing what it's done for your life today here. I mean, she's the creator of journals that we are doing what you just shared. Um, connecting with our children through your journals, as well as each other. We have um, our little journal here that's just for our relationship that talks about current and past and future together. And those are some of the most connecting um, and also grounding places to be for us as a couple. Um, so thank you for that. Um, well, I, I'm just really curious, honestly, right off the bat, Kim, I was the kid who was raised in a culture where journaling was a thing, but I fought it like crazy and it was, it just seemed laborious and my mom didn't have, I didn't have the same experience with my mom as you did with yours. So what, generally speaking, what, what makes it, what makes writing so challenging for people in your experience? Oh, that's a good question. Um, one there's two things that come to mind. One is that they think they have all these weird uh, negative connotations with journaling. They think if they haven't kept up on a record of their life that they've, it's too late. Mm -hmm. Journaling to me is not, that's like a byproduct, the record of your life thing. And for sure there's value in that for people who love that, but that's not my angle. My angle is writing in the way you want to, however often you want to, and writing about whatever you want to. <laughs> so there's no rules. I think the first thing is to throw out the rules. Journaling does not need to look a certain way and you do not need to be a quote unquote journaler in order to gain all the crazy amazing benefits that you can from, from journaling. So sometimes I substitute the word journaling for just writing 
because it's a little less scary for people. So first of all, it's those rules and those, you know, preconceptions that people have or the conceptions that people have about journaling and the way it should look. But then the second thing I think that stops people is, and they may not realize this, but it's that they're afraid to face the truth. And journaling, when you get deep, I see it, I see hands going up, Kobe. Yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> well, I think it's all of us at some point or another. Mm -hmm. Like there's every single one of us has a dark side to us, if you will, right? Um, and some of us are more public about it than others. Like it's, but we all have it. We all have it in there. And we worry if we get quiet and we get still enough that those demons will come up and we're like, oh, especially writing it down. We're like, well, who's going to read it, you know? And so I think that's another, a real concern people have is, well, what's going to come out? And that's the same concern people often have about, you know, getting therapy. What's going to come out and can I handle it? Can I like rein it back in or can I, you know? So I think that's another sometimes subconscious fear people have about the real, what I call the real kind of journaling, which is the true expression of your thoughts unfiltered, which is okay, scary. So it, Kim, if you wanted to just let people off the hook who think that, I don't want yeah. anybody to read this. I just, I might be a little bit afraid of rereading what I wrote. What's the simplest solution to that right off the bat? Don't worry about it. But what are we going to do with if, it? I know, I know that's easy. Okay. If you, if you really want to write, write on a scrap piece of paper and burn it, throw it away. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Get up, get the thoughts out. That is an option. But from my perspective, my mom was a journaler. My mom did not have a picture perfect life. She went through a rough divorce and her first child died of cancer. And she went through some really hard things. She wrote them down and she published them in a book a couple years ago oh, wow. for our family. So she published her journals just for our family. She didn't filter stuff. I, I read it and I, I cry my eyes out, but I'm so glad she wrote those things down and let me read them. So maybe, maybe let go of the fear because think of it, like what's the, and I'm sure like, this is something you guys have learned in therapy too. Like what's the worst that can happen if someone does read it? And is it really that bad? If it is, cause maybe it is, maybe it is bad hide it. I don't know. Get a lock on it. Get a diary that locks or throw it away if it's the kind that you want to write and throw away. But most likely you are going to be able to keep it private until you don't want it to be private anymore. And at that point, it's your choice if you publish it or share it or keep it private. Um, and then you die. And then who cares? People will find a juicy <laughs> journal with some fun tidbits inside. <laughs> so, but in reality, for me, the juicy bits of my mom's life, the juicy, quote unquote, juicy bits, they helped me feel less alone in my struggles and they helped me get to know her better. So that is a wonderful result of her being unfiltered in her writing. Kim, can I ask you, um, so I really like how you put it, like the, the history is kind of secondary. And of course I like that as a therapist, right? Because it's like, I, I recommend journaling all the time because journaling is healing for people and as you were talking about your mom giving you a journal i could feel kind of this gratitude that you had for for her giving you something at such a young age to be able to to process and work through and and heal um 
can we connect the dots between writing and journaling and why that's so healing? Like, why is that so healing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the fun part. I really like the science behind journaling and some people don't realize that there's so much of it. Um, I don't know if any of you have heard of Dr. James Pennebaker, but he's a psychologist and a journaling expert and he has done a ton of research on journaling um, and has some really cool studies. Also the journal of American of the American medical association did a study where they had 107 asthma and rheumatoid arthritis patients, right? for 20 minutes, for three consecutive days, 71 of them wrote about the most stressful event of their lives and the rest just wrote about like daily plans, like emotion and emotionless writing. And then a few months later, 70 patients in that expressive writing group showed vast improvement with their condition on objective clinical evaluations compared with the 37 of the control patients who didn't show any significant improvement. Yeah, it's just, there's, there's a lot more like this that, that shows how even cancer patients and other people with chronic illnesses, um, the, the results have been the same. That writing, you know, it, writing through emotions and experiences helps you heal, not only emotionally, but it can help you physically too, because those things are connected as you well know, you know, so it's just, it's cool to know that there's something to it beyond just you know, just a yeah. nice idea. I just think, it. I, I say all the time, you know, the way past something is to go through it and, and, and you have to process reality, right? Pro and so when you sit down and you write and you, and you, you write on a like soul level, an emotional level, you just go there, you're working through that stuff. And it's not just this gunk that's just sitting inside of you anymore. It's, it's, you're pushing it out and you're bringing it out and you're, you're, you're seeing it and working through it. And I think it's so obvious why it's so healthy and so good for you. Just like, like exercise is working stuff out, right? Uh, music flows and pushes energy and helps you work stuff out. Writing is the same way, right? I love that. What do you friend. think, Kim? Yeah, yeah because it, it takes you out. It takes it out of your mind where it's, you know, crazy and muddied up. And then you, it removes you from it. Just like you learn about thoughts. You first have to observe them. And then if you can take yourself out of them a little bit and have that perspective where it's on the page or on the phone or however you journal, it's not so intertwined with you anymore, then you're able to gain some clarity and see, okay, this is how I feel. And maybe here's a yeah. possible solution. It's not always about the solution. Sometimes it's for, you know, it's just about getting it out. But yeah, being that removal. I think that removal from your thoughts and that objectivity can be really powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I have to say, Brandon, I love the, the gunk that gets stuck in us because that's really what it feels like a lot of the times. And I know, especially for our listeners who, who probably feel like maybe clogged up here, um, with a lot of emotion and yet I have, it's the funnest thing. And I'm Brandon, I'm sure you see the same thing to, to have people who join your group or um, your therapy and you recommend this daily activity of, Hey, just a few minutes a day, three to five minutes, nothing um, heavy. In fact, don't go heavy. Cause then you won't come back the next day. Cause it takes so much. Um, and a lot of times I would say 
90% of the time people resist and they yep. say, push back. I don't want to, I don't journal. Um, like Kim, you were saying, we have a lot of like narratives of what we believe journaling is. Um, we're also scared to put it on paper, but then when they start to do it, it's like this light bulb moment of, wait, what you said is true. It really does work. And it's that you don't know until you know, and you have your own experience with it. But for me, I've gone from, I mean, we started with pen to paper. Pen to paper made us learn to slow down. It, it made us like, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to and end of my day reflect and be mindful of how I feel, um, where my head was at, that type of thing. Now I can do it from whatever. Like you said, I can be in my car after therapy every week. I just choose to hurry. I have the same note in my phone and I just journal kind of what my topic was and what the takeaways were for me because I forget and I want to be able to remember those powerful moments that I've had in therapy to help me push forward. And for me, using those prompts, like a simple prompt can take me from the gunk and the spin because I find myself spinning in a thought of fear maybe. And if I take a time to just stop and slow down, I can find that clarity. I can find the mindfulness to just feel like, okay, one, I can see what's in front of me, whether it's truth or fiction, and then I can proceed. Right. So I, I love, love all of that. I love that. I love what you said about the spin journaling stops the spin, man. We all know that spiral of shame that we can oh, heck yeah. go down. So that's awesome. And I loved what you said too about writing down. I've, I've done that too after therapy is writing down what I've learned because you hope it just sinks in right either way, but writing it down adds extra power and longevity to it. And I think it was a Stanford study that says writing down a goal increases your odds of reaching it by 40%. I'm like, that's pretty powerful just by writing it down. And that takes what one minute, not even to write down a goal. So that's another cool way to journal writing down those goals. You know, that's a big, that's one that we hear all the time with people with whom we work because as Ashlyn said, journaling has been a critical part of our early recovery. It was, um, it was super, super important, but oftentimes people really, it's the start that stops them. We'll just say, okay. It's the start that stops them. And it can be overwhelming to think, okay, not only am I not wanting to have my deepest, darkest secrets like left for some Johnny lunch bucket, let alone my kids, <laughs> my grandkids read, but it's like, I don't even know where to start. And I, that's, I guess what I'm saying to you is, is I had to have, when I started journaling, I had to have prompts and I also had to be given very simple guidelines as to only journal for 10 minutes. And, and Brandon, Brandon, this was in your, this was in your, uh, your foundations class that you taught me. And um, the, the, that kind of journaling for less 10 minutes or less. And I had prompts was exactly what I needed uh, to not think about writing, but just to, like what I was going to write, but just to get started and get writing. That's the approach that you've taken um, with, with promptly. Has it not as far as giving people topics upon which they can write? Yeah. That's can you speak to that? Goal. Totally. Yeah. So that's our whole goal is to make journaling more easy for people and more accessible for people because we don't want it just to be for the journalers, you know? So yeah, they're all prompted. 
and I have a knack for coming up with questions and prompts just as a writer and a former journalist and, you know, just years of interviewing people. I love, love, you know, coming up with those questions and I don't know, I think I'm pretty good at it. So we, ha we put those in the journal and, and make it easier for people to get their thoughts and feelings out. So it doesn't feel like that starting is such a hurdle because yeah. anyone can answer a question, right? Kim, can you give us some examples? Like what are some yeah. prompts that, well, that you have? Yeah, well, let's, let's, there's all different kinds of journals for different situations and everything, but the couples journal, for example, is, um, let's do, okay, one of the best gifts you've ever, ever given me and why I loved it. That one's just Ooh, a fun one that. because, yeah, you can just think of a gift that they gave you and then you elaborate and talk about, well, why did I love it? And that's cool for the partner to see because they're like, oh, okay, that's that, that's the kind of gift she likes. Or, you know, it, it mm -hmm. tells you something about each other. Um, and then the next one is a new activity I want to try with you and why I think we'll enjoy it. Because research shows that trying new things, which you guys are, I'm like preaching to the choir here. <laughs> research right. shows that new things, um, as trying new things as a couple helps keep your spark alive. So um, that's where that question came from. And then, um, yeah, so th that's an example from the, we've done that. From the, you know. Gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm it's just the first one. Yeah. I'm listening to these questions and you know, the, I think the relationship has to have some foundation to it. Um, but like the, the positivity yeah. and the good thoughts that just, mm -hmm. just the energy of gratitude toward each other, like think how good that is for your relationship. Ash and Co, you guys have done this, right? Yeah. The couple's yeah. journal. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll be honest. Um, I don't journal the hard stuff in that journal because this is like, I love where you're, where you go with Kim, like sharing your personal story of your, your mom's hard stuff helped you to connect with her and see her as human, which is maybe where I had a hard time with my parents. I didn't think they were human. And then when I found out they were human, it was like devastating, <laughs> but um, yeah. So for when I'm in a hard place, it is harder for me to come to this journal and say, I'm going to write about all the loving and things that I love, right? So I will go and journal in my journal that's just like a, not a throwaway, but it's not something beautiful and positive like this. And then I can come to this. So I usually do this every Sunday or every other Sunday. Um, but it, I do love, like it um, had me go backwards. Like what is our love story? How did we meet? And to be able to write it down and kind of go back to that place without the um, sadness of like, oh, that was so long ago. And now we've gone through all these hard things. It was like, no, remember when we were dating and how we fell and to really go back to those things, it was great for me to do. Um, there's also like looking towards the future, which that's a huge deal. If you can start to look and dream together again, when you've been through hard stuff, that's a great thing to be in a place where I do want to try new things with you and here's some ideas. And, um, my ideal, uh, backyard looks like this, um, things like that. Um, it's funny cause one of your journal prompts in this journal was, 
um, what's your favorite thing I, your partner wears or something like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the funniest part is I wrote down Kobe's Walmart shirts. He's wearing one now. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to Walmart. I it know. looks so good. I'm just oh my telling gosh. you. Kobe, you look amazing, man. No, but it, it shows off his arms and he has great arms. And so it's just funny because I, I knew that in my head, but I hadn't taken the time to think about it enough to say, Hey, these are the shirts that you look really great in. And so we went and bought him another one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. It, it, it's, a, it's the little things, right? The little, Oh, you like my Walmart shirt. Yes, <laughs> my, my heart is filled with warm fuzzies, but, but I'm, I'm kind of taking a step back and looking at this retrospectively, Kim and Brandon at our early recovery. And I really have to say that with the weight that it was and with the task at hand to do for me to do group every week to do uh individual therapy once a week to go to 12 step once a week to have this complete life change and for ashland to go to group every week it was all consuming and um i guess i'm i i'm i'm kind of let me qualify this question with your journals especially the couples connection journal Kim, I just think there's so much brilliance in this, but Brandon, if couples who were listening right now were able to stop from the the slow, heavy, toil-laden journey each day and write a few lines about the things that they love about their partner, what what could the potential impact be? Because it's so, it can be so well, consuming. Kobe, I... You know, our relationship rescue challenge is, is like perfect for what, for that question. Like, and that's exactly what we do. We, we, we allow for processing of the pain enough, but we also, we kind of push and kind of tease a little bit into positivity and gratitude. And we do it through writing. Um, we do it through activities. Um, I want, uh, going off with Kobe, Kobe's question and what Ashlyn said, Kim, I want to ask you something. Um, when we were first married, my wife had this like, um, it was like this, I hate Brandon journal. <laughs> it was like anger and resentment journal about her husband. And uh, I actually loved it. I love that Jenny. she had it. Yeah. Yeah, I like I her. Love I like she... this girl. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, the journal that, the, that you've created for couples sounds really positive. Um, do you think it's good to have have a journal like that just a journal you can just like almost scratch it out and just like put it in there and get it out what do you think yeah a hundred million percent and i've (laughs) written mine have more been in the form of letters Uh (laughs) very angry honest letters and sometimes i keep them for for a while in my drawer because i'm like no i can hold on to this for a little for a minute because Mm -hmm. i feel it um and sometimes i shred it and throw it away in the end but yes i think it's so valuable to have those journals and if it means if you feel like you can be unfiltered in that space that's where you do it i mean there's there's definitely questions in here they're not all butterflies and daisies like there's some deeper some are more fun on purpose some are deeper like how do you really feel about your husband's family you know things like that. <laughs> you know Ooh, some, that could some spark difficult some things. things some difficult things about you know um, your family and, and they both answer that, or, you know, what are some hard things that we're going through and what do I have to compete with for your attention and things like that. But yeah, as far as having just a total, like scratch out your real feelings journal. Yes. 
you yeah. have permission and you should totally do that. And I, I feel so much better when I write, oh. when I write like that for sure. Okay. But yeah, it doesn't have to be in this. It can be on in something else. Yes. I love that. And we were talking about before we started the, the first draft um, and how it, for, I know for us, at least that's been hugely important for us to show up with a thoughtful response rather than reacting to whatever emotions are coming up with a conversation, an argument or a situation, um, taking it to a journal to really be able to see what's going on here. And then, okay, this is worth me taking to Kobe and talking about or whoever, um, rather than just like, let me just like throw up all over you what I'm feeling and, you know, point fingers all over the place. Cause this is all your fault. Um, <laughs> yes, you remind, you just reminded me that I just did that. I just wrote for the same reason. Cause I'm, I'm good at being direct with people and honest and open, but sometimes to a fault because I do the throw up thing that you just said. And so I'm always like better out than in here. It comes. But then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. like I recently, I actually, my life coach helped me do this with a right out a bullet point list of all the things that I was feeling in our marriage when I was at a really low point that we're still working through, but like writing all the things like I'm scared that we don't belong together or, you know, like all, all the thoughts, mm -hmm. that one's a mild one. There were some scarier ones, but just writing them all out. And then after writing them and sitting for a day, I was like, Oh, I guess I don't have to bring up every single one of these things with him because that's going to do more harm than good. Yeah. I'm all about being honest and open, but like it helped me be able to, pick the things that would be like constructive to talk about and, and see the things that were just stories in my head that were like, not, totally. not real. <laughs> the stories I'm telling. And Kobe's like, I'm really good at bringing like a Tommy gun to conversations. So I need a first draft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it can be pretty intense <laughs> from, from Ashlyn. She's very resourceful in, in the like moment. Spice, I like your spice, Ashlyn. I like <laughs> uh, so, so I want to just shift a little bit, um, Kim, because you made a reference to um, increasing mindfulness as far as the function, another function of journaling. And um, I have to just kind of, I, I want to hear more, I guess, um, research, science, even anecdotal uh, instances, examples that you have. But for me, I, when I started journaling, I, I knew I was in a place of mindlessness. I was on uh, cruise control, lights on, nobody home, especially when I came to the house after work. And I was just, I was just so emotionally depleted. Upon returning home, I had nothing left in the tank for Ashlyn or for the girls. And what I was told is, is that journaling will slow me down. It will allow my brain to process in a way that it doesn't process normally. And um, it will help me to be more mindful overall. And I wrote for the first four months of recovery every night except for four because in two different instances, I was so sick that all I could do was just lay there and I didn't journal. But it was, it was like a bedrock to my journey, to my journey of mindfulness, of, of waking up, of being more, more present. Can you speak to some of the, you know, the, the things that, uh, that you have learned and gained as it relates to developing mindfulness from journaling? Yes. So I love mindfulness and meditation and the many forms that those things can come in because it doesn't just look like sitting on a pillow and saying om and it doesn't have to be in complete silence and stillness. But I love that journaling is an anchor, like you said, 
um, to that stillness. And I love Maude Purcell. She's a um, psychotherapist who studies journaling. And she says that writing accesses the left hemisphere of your brain, which is analytical and rational. And while that left brain is being occupied by, you know, with your writing, uh, your right brain is free to do what it does best, which is to create, intuit, and feel. And in this way, writing removes mental blocks and allows us to use more of our brain power to better understand ourselves and the world around us. I wow. love that. That's just like calming to me because yeah. it removes mental blocks. Sometimes we don't even realize we have them. And Ashlyn, like we were talking about the stories we like to run away with, like, especially as a writer, I'm like, that's my job. I tell stories. I also tell them in my head and they do a lot of harm sometimes. So yes. writing can do that. It can separate the stories from, you know, clarity and reality and help you just anchor to that peace that's in all of us. We just get so distracted and harried that we can't always find it. So writing is such a quick access point to mindfulness and stillness. And I love, um, Kobe, that you said you just started with an expectation of like 10 minutes at a time. Um, and that's, it can even be five minutes, but it's just like starting and it's not feeling like you have to write something specific. You can also just write whatever is on your mind, even if it doesn't make sense, because it will start to make sense as you continue that habit. Yes. I think I've had plenty of experiences where exactly what you just said and shared is truth for me of feeling just lost and not knowing what to do. What's the next step? Where am I at? And then just taking time to pause. And as simple as that sounds like that, even that quote alone, I hope has some sort of impact on people who are listening and still like giving some pushback, like I don't have time or, you know, I'm all these things. There's so many different ways. Like you said, write however you want to in whatever way you want to, whenever you want to, it really opens up a, the ability to say, okay, I'm just going to start. I'm going to start with where I'm at and baby step into figuring out who, who I am, what I'm feeling and where I'm at right now, which is really what my goal is when I journal. Yeah, definitely. Tim Kim, what you just said, like, it blows my mind a little bit because I've journaled before. And when I journal, I get in like this flow state where it's just like, I'm just writing and like all these thoughts start coming and all this. And, and then I feel better when I'm done journaling. I just feel good. And then I go back and read what I wrote and I'm like, what in the hell is that? Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, but it was awesome. Oh, that's it was so an great. awesome experience, you know? Yes. <laughs> now I oh, want to read your journal. I know, <laughs> I want to read too. It sounds so, like Sorry, guys, you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that's cool though, because it really isn't necessarily about what's on the paper. You're not going to turn it into a book. Sometimes people do and that's cool. It works for some people, but it's about the process. It totally yeah. is about the process and that feeling. And that's what's cool about journaling is you have nothing to lose. You can just sit down and try it for a week, right? Three minutes a day, set a timer if you want. Um, and then just see how you feel afterwards. See if it works for you. And maybe sometimes it'll turn into 10 minutes or 20 minutes and you can just go with it and feel that state of flow that you're talking about, which but I love. I, I like what you're saying. There's no specific outcome or goal. Like I got to write this book or this history or this 
It's just you're doing it as a therapeutic pra practice to connect in reality, like, like Kobe's saying, to be mindful and just, just be. And, and I think that's so healing. So, yeah, awesome. I love that. I mean, mindfulness is just awareness. That's what it is. And, and it's hard to be aware when we, where we just feel so inundated by thoughts and feelings and all of that all the time. So to, yeah. to stop and like separate it, like we were talking about mm -hmm. really helps us be more aware of our minds and our bodies. So, right. yeah. you know, there's, um, Kim, I, I'd love you to speak to what the compound effect of journaling has been in your observations with people that you've um, led on this path. And I say that because um, in, in early recovery, I, I started journaling and the journaling farted, started, farted, the <laughs> journaling know, farted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it felt like it was that uncomfortable, right? <laughs> journaling is as uncomfortable as a fart. You yes. know what? It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to quote that. I know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I gotta i gotta stop my head from sometimes you like the smell of your own but nobody else likes it uh, yes <laughs> yes exactly um but but the when i started journaling it was definitely um not it was just new but that new experience of journaling evolved into this habit if we just use the benchmark of 21 days you know executed then it can become a habit and then the habit became a routine and that routine gave me some framework in my day as to knowing when, like what part of the day it was. And I always journaled at night. It was the last thing I did before I turned lights out and that helped give me some predictability, but it also helped with it becoming a way of living. So my question is again, What's the compound effect as, as you use time to work with you in journaling? What are the internal changes people can expect? Yeah, I love what you said about it becoming a routine. And even a step beyond that, it becomes an anchor, which is another word we've talked about today. But for me, I mean, I can speak to other people's experiences, but starting with myself, I, I notice how the difference in how I feel when I don't write. Mm. And sometimes it feels like, especially starting out, getting into the habit. I mean, I've, I've gone, I mean, I confess I've gone a month without journaling before, you know, even though I'm a lifelong journaler, I've taken big breaks and that's okay. So I've had to get myself back into the habit even more, more recently, especially. And some days it feels like work and I feel too grumpy and I'm like, no, I don't, no one can make me write. I'm not going to write. No, like I'm too grumpy, but I'm only hurting myself because I notice a difference when I do write that I feel better. It's the same effect as like meditating for three minutes a day. You know, mm -hmm. it's that same effect. You notice it's not, it's not about those three minutes and everything you get out of those three minutes. It's about the way it permeates throughout your entire day. And so when I don't take that time to be by myself and it's like, it's just the most beautiful form of solitude for me is writing. And when I don't take that time, I, in the moment I'm like, Oh, I've let myself off the hook. This is great. But then I notice I'm like, Oh, well I'm missing that. 
I'm the one missing out, mm. you know? And so, so as you know, in my own experience and as I've watched other people, um, envelop this habit into their life, they feel the absence of it. So, so yeah, it's just cool to see them come to rely on it like they would, you know, their favorite food, you know, I don't know, that's maybe not the best analogy, but they just come to crave it almost because mm -hmm. they notice the difference in their days. I 100% agree. And I feel like it's kind of what I was saying before. People have come to me in our groups and said, I didn't realize I loved it or that it was even helping until I stopped doing it for a couple of weeks. And then it was like, everything fell apart. Life felt heavier and bigger, all the things. Right. And then they step mm -hmm. back into some sort of routine. We call them dailies and they include that journaling. And it's like, Oh, I feel lighter. I can breathe again. I can I can deal with my life. So um, I do want to note something that I think is important. And it came up a lot last week in our work, which is when our listeners, uh, a lot of you are in therapy, in groups, uh, doing your own individual work, doing your dailies, and it can feel just heavy that maybe you're only connecting in this chaotic thing that's bringing a lot of hurt and pain. Um, what else is there? Are you finding, you know, Brandon talked about our relationship rescue, which that, I mean, that's like a little program that we did develop for you to step out of all the heavy and into something that's a little more connecting and fun. That's what journaling can be as well. And, and so I just, I want to make sure that if you do feel that, like, gosh, we don't even know what to talk about. This will at least give you something to talk about that's not recovery related. Your life doesn't need to be 100% re recovery related. And I hope it's not. I hope you have other parts of you um, that you can find love and connection and interest still in, in each other and in yourself, not just recovery. I love that you I, said that. I love that because, yeah, and you can hop around in that journal and find the questions that are fun and light or whatever speak to you at the time. And you can, with journaling, I know I'm talking a lot about let it all out, but if you don't want to let it all out yeah. that day, you can just write about, you know, your favorite childhood toy or, you know, there's so many different things that you can write about that can still have that, you know, feel good effect on you. I, I want to just the compound effect, Kobe, what you said, like, I, I don't have the research in front of me. I don't have the statistics, but um, my observation, and I, I know this, that there's a correlation between consistent journaling and recovery. And, um, you know, it leads to um, less acting out. So it leads to sobriety. It leads to less anxiety, um, getting out of the fear cycle, um, being more present with your spouse, um, being more connected in your relationship with God, um, more self-realization. Um, and understanding of life purpose. And like, I could go on and on and, you know, people pay me good money to psychoanalyze them and do really hard, crazy, interesting therapeutic modalities. You know what? Save some money and just journal. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, it, it is so effective and mm -hmm. so, so important. Um, and do it consistently over time and, and it will make your life better. No question. 
Love it. I love, love it. I just want to like bottle up everything you said and put it on our website. <laughs> there, you, <laughs> so, there you go, Kim. <laughs> thank you. Therapist endorsed. I, yeah, I want to add to that too, because Dr. Fennebaker, this guy I keep talking about that I love, who loves journaling as much as I do, he says, you're more likely to become physically ill if you keep a traumatic experience a secret. Yeah, and, no question. Right? And there's so many different forms of trauma. A lot of us have faced it just in the last few months with everything going on. There's a lot of different forms of trauma and different, different kinds. But yeah, don't keep it inside. Get it out somehow. And, and like we're talking about, exercise is a type of release. But man, journaling is, journaling oh, yeah. is a really powerful one. Those words. And it's that body keeps the score. Absolutely. And Brandon, the, the answers are within inside of us, right? So absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love you, Kim. And I just love, I'm, I love that you shared at the beginning why you're doing this and the impact that it's had on your own life. And I really hope our listeners at least try it for a week, try it for a month, do something and start today to just figure out where you're at and be mindful of where, what you're feeling. So, um, Kim, I wanted to wrap up, make sure people know where to find one, you, and two, your journals. Yes, thank you. So you can go to promptlyjournals.com and we have it all sorted by, you know, the types of journals you're looking for, if you're looking your age and your stage, so you can easily find something that you want, um, a prompted journal that will help make journaling easier and more meaningful for you. So promptlyjournals.com, we're also on Instagram, and you can also find me, um, at talk wordy to me. All right. And discount code for our listeners. And this will be kind of forever code for now. Yes. yes evergreen. <laughs> yep. We're going to do 15% off with the code beyond enough, and it will be active as soon as the podcast releases. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys take advantage of um, that discount code and grab one. I've had actually um, listeners reaching out saying we're right in the middle of the hard stuff. And yet we still bought that uh, couples connection journal, love journal, and they're seeing changes. They're start starting to see more gratitude that Brandon talks about all the time. Like you have to be able to have some hope and see the good in your spouse and something like that can help us. So even in the hard stuff, find some, find the good stuff. Yeah, definitely. And my husband, sometimes he'll just, cause he knows like one of my bids for connection when we feel disconnected, I'm like, well, write to me. I love, I love words are my love language. And so he will write on his side and he'll put it on my pillow mm -hmm. and I'll know he sees that I feel disconnected and he's making a bid for connection. So that's, mm -hmm. that's oh, kind I of love a cool that. thing in our relationship. Yeah. Kim, thank you. Sure. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your insights and Definitely appreciate the work that you're doing to help couples find connection. You also have journals for parents and kids. Is that correct? Yeah, there's so that's many right. types. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, that's the other one. We This was the one we started with on Kickstarter. And this is the one I get the most emotional about just because it goes back to that parent-child journaling that I experienced when I was five. And I started tearing up when you were talking about it, Ashlyn, because I know you've used it with your girls and um, I've, I've heard so many stories of people that have used this and found that deeper connection with their child, whether they're, you know, seven years old or 14 years old, but it's a prompted journal that has drawing prompts and um, writing prompts. Again, some are more meaningful and deep and introspective and some are just fun mm -hmm. and imaginative, but this is a powerful way to stay connected with 
with your kids. So yeah. Love it. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Thanks for being Kim. here. Thank you for having me. That was so fun. You guys are hey, great. Hey guys. Thanks so much for being here and we will see you again next week. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.